0: So, uh, yes, Anne-Marie, please tell us a little bit about how you came to live here in this beautiful, simple abode 38 years ago. How did it happen?
1: It was discerned by a Benedictine father in Belgium who has lived uh, himself for 30 years as a hermit in Canada. So he had much experience. And he discerned that what I thought I had a hermit vocation, that that was probably <laughs> Really?
0: And he actually just said to you that he thinks well, that yes. you have a hermit and, vocation? And that's
1: important that you have someone who helps to discern. You know? mm. and, then, and you were how old? Uh,
0: how old were you?
1: Uh, then I was 30, I think. Yeah.
0: And you had been in a uh, yeah. nunnery?
1: Yeah. And then it was the the question: Where was I going to go? Mm. But in Belgium, I have had too many families and friends. When you are so young, they would be the whole time coming, and it's so dense populated. And then, uh, as a university student, I had been up in Scotland until St Andrews, so I had some idea of what it looked like. And that attracted me. I wanted the desert, but I can't stand the heat. Very good at cold, so I was looking for a cold uh, desert. And then uh, I pointed on the map, Croyd, somewhere uh, quite a lot above Scotland. That's where like, the spirit wanted me to go.
2: Mm.
1: And I took two suitcases, and I and I and I just went. And the thing was, the my this uh, Benedictine father. He would have thought He would have said, "Don't do that. You don't know anyone there or anything." But uh, he said, "Yes, you go." Mm. And he said afterwards, uh, "That's really a, a very big sign of a hermit vocation—to mm. really leave everything and to go uh, and what is it?" Uh, to Built, uh, not built on the Providence, yes, mm. that God would provide. Yeah. Mm. and I had this very uh, deep call to go to pray for the people. That was the main thing mm. to pray for the people. And the kind of God said, "Yes, you go, and I will provide everything." Mm.
0: Well, that and it me...
1: worked out like that. Mm. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Well, that brings me to my first question, um, based on reading that i did of your your two letters it was to bishop conti yeah. were, were both letters to bishop conti uh,
1: the other one was to another priest, to another but, priest yeah.
0: so i just wanted to start with this question based on the sentence that yeah. i'll read back to you
1: mm-hmm.
0: when i came to live here as a hermit it was absolutely not to be with god alone but only to give my life to the world by letting His love flow through me, Mm -hmm. unseen, in the solitude and inactiveness of Jesus on the cross. Mm -hmm. That's a very powerful statement.
1: And that's the main, you've picked it up as well. (laughs) That's
0: That's an amazing sentence. Now, how would you explain to people I mean, I understand, I feel I understand where you're coming from, what this means. Uh, I think I understand it, and I identify with it, and I admire it as a sentiment and as an intention. But how would you explain to somebody who really isn't religious, who doesn't believe in spiritual things, how would you explain to an ordinary person how it is that by becoming a hermit, and staying in this cell on your own for 38 years, how are you benefiting the rest of humanity? How does God's love come through you to the rest of humanity? Is it something you could begin to explain to a disbeliever, or is it just inexplicable? Well,
1: this is a good question. For so many years I thought, and it was really inexplicable, and now, with the corona and the lockdown, things have changed. In the beginning, of, uh, I, as I um, wrote and you read, I've lived here really hidden. And even people in the villages around, they, ha- they didn't, didn't know I was living here because it's so remote, nor the ones why I was really living here. And then corona came and the lockdowns. And then in the first bit, uh, people were—they um, they say sometimes, they said sometimes in articles—we uh, are living like hermits now. You could read that, you know. And and that was the people were were forced to live also in a kind of a, a, a cells or bubbles, or and a lot have. Uh, experienced solitude in a much more more way. Then in the beginning of this lockdown, they were kind of starting to think about me. And uh, in the beginning they said, oh, she's leaving, she went there to help for the peace and the silence. Mm. And that's what they were looking for too. <laughs> oh, they wanted to get out of these bubbles and to peace and silence. And then a bit later it was, Oh, it's for nature beautiful nature around and we too we go now walking the hills we work in the garden and then this last bit of the lockdown even these two answers were not enough for people you know and you find people are really are, are searching what's the real source was, is, uh, there must be some something a source you know and yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: this is one way in which yeah. God's love comes that you represent a you are a symbol of the finding within yourself of the source of all love. Yeah. And you mentioned that never for a moment in 38 years have you been bored in this situation.
1: Mm-hmm. That's uh, something else. That's not true. Oh no! You have been well, bored, bored, uh, uh, tempted, and and, ah. and bored, bored. Oh really? Bored. If you would read about hermits, that that's their biggest problem. Really? That has been the problem for people too. Or monotony. Uh, uh, monotony. Yeah. Mm. That that that's in the monotony, and they not call it acedia mm. Have you come to that? Yeah.
0: Yeah, as yeah, that's the
1: biggest temptation of hermits,
0: I've seen that translated as a kind of despair that yeah. follows on monotony. It goes, yeah, yeah
1: to despair, and, and then you have to stick and to stick and to stick. Mm-hmm. And what the, the 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 abbas would say, uh, sit down and keep sitting in your cell, and it and you will and uh, now, at the very end, always God breaks through, you know? mm.
0: But sometimes, yeah. how long does the asidia last for? That well,
1: can be, be weeks or… Weeks, yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. So yeah.
0: you really know all about… And then about... you have
1: also tempta- real temptations and even attacks of the devil. Yeah, uh,
0: so what attacks. form does that take, the temptations, the attacks?
1: Well, temptations are a bit what we all are. To break the monotony, you would want to eat, you mm. would want to, to to stop doing this tapestry work and just to read and sit down, all these things. Right. Yeah.
0: And then the attacks... Of to go
1: out uh, and meet people. Too. That's, to, right. uh, that's to give up your information. Mm. Mm.
0: Uh, and do you perform... And that's
1: th- also what the devil, even when Jesus was on the cross... But it was through other people to come down from that cross. Come oh down from yes, give yes. Give up your, give up your deepest, uh, yeah. uh, your your deepest vocation to give yourself
0: there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What they say? They said to him, "If you are God, why yeah. can't you save yourself?"
1: Yes. <laughs> they
0: said that, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, and do you have anything in the way of a, the Jesus prayer, Maranatha? Anything like that that you do repetitively in a meditative way?
1: No, not, not. Do
0: you know the Maranatha prayer? Yes,
1: yes, I've read about it. And
0: and uh-huh. the, the prayer, the Jesus yeah. prayer, the prayer of the heart. Yeah. Have you ever been taught this prayer?
1: I've read it, but because of this, uh, uh, this experience mm-hmm. I had, yeah. I kind of don't need it. Right. But I can see very much that people... That it would help people mm. come to 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 um, uh, to empty themselves.
0: That's it. So let's go back to the experience, and this is the second question I had. I was very fascinated when you said that after this experience of the the Trinity um, and the Holy Spirit being constituted by the mutual giving, the Father and the Son, mm-hmm. and that when you Opened up to this reality, or when God opened you up to this permanent reality of the, the love. Of the mutual giving of the Trinity, uh, you said that you became much more practical. <laughs> That's not the thing that we would expect. <laughs> no. That uh... <laughs> everything you did became much more efficient. Yes. Everything on that. And that you were not a very practical person before the experience. And then after the experience, suddenly you could deal with the needs to get water, to get food, to build the fire, the clothing. You reacted in a very natural, spontaneous way to the presence of God, which you describe as follows His presence was acting in itself without me hindering it. So you suddenly felt that you didn't really have to do anything that this presence was working through you.
2: Yeah.
0: I was not free any more than to love.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He had taken me so much that I could not but love totally. Apparently without being free to go away from him. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. please explain. This,
1: this is very, well, that's a very difficult thing about freedom. Yeah. You know? and I have to explain it. I haven't come to the bottom of it, and nobody ever
0: has, I think. No. Yeah,
1: this is the most difficult question.
0: But what I think you're s- correct me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. But are you saying that the experience of divine love uh-huh. was so? all-encompassing yeah. that it became inescapable. Yeah. And, and so in a certain sense it yeah. enclosed you. Yeah. Preventing you from using your freedom to do yeah.
1: anything they,
0: other than to love.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. That's what I would call true freedom.
1: Yes, it is, yes, but for people to explain yes, that's it. it is and true. I said it somewhere further. I couldn't sin anymore. Right. Yeah.
0: Because, because then
1: uh, I, I still know when I sinned again, it was to allow me to be, uh, yeah. Yeah, you I, mentioned that yeah. you sinned again. And the, 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 this experience of these, uh, I've never had it like that again, you yeah. know. Right. Mm.
0: So you were not free to go against the love that no. had been given to yes. you in it such... Was so,
1: as you said, all-encompassing, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what will probably will be when we all will be in heaven.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Then we'll all be like that, you know.
0: So when, years later, you encountered uh, Aksidiya, did you fall back on that experience as a memory that helped you through, or did you start to have despair even about the long-term consequences of that experience? Did you think, oh, that was something that came and it's gone, and now I'm in despair, or where is that experience gone? Did you think that?
1: No, because uh, I still, uh, when I pray here, but I, I have to do a kind of the the movement. I, I set myself uh, before God, and I will see Him. Mm. This is still like that. But it's not uh, not in the sense that it's just kind of... I have to do some Yes, movement. you have
0: to initiate yeah, the yeah. process. So
1: there I have to give my freedom, and it's not like this mm. inescapable thing. As mm, you said. Mm.
0: So you yeah. do have to exercise your will. Yeah, yeah. And that's that brings me to the uh, question of... Yes, my whole being was responding exactly to his will.
2: Yeah.
0: So in a sense it's not it was only an outward and apparent effort of your will to initiate the process, but that it's really your whole being responding to the divine will and that will is love. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I see. Now uh,
1: to to a bit explain I would have to to go back to to my past, I Please. had uh, uh, what's it When I was a student, I was in the '68. You know this period. You know, so got out. You know, and and uh, and I. I took drugs also at some moments when I was doing research as a pharmacist in mm-hmm. Brussels.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I took drugs, and then I went totally off the off the road, and uh, I decided to suicide myself. Really? And I could get to the barbiterates, no problem. And it was suiciding. Uh, First, you kind of uh, want it and you will do things, but at the same time, uh, tell people a kind of, uh, there's several steps. But then there comes, uh, there came that moment that I really wanted to do it, you know, wanted to do it. And so, and I still, the God from my youth and childhood that I had loved then, Came kind back, but I say, I know very well that I said to God, no, no, you know, and I was going to take these poverty, and I took them in the apartment from my parents where they didn't come, and enough because I knew how much. Goodness. And then, uh, but painters came. Uh-huh. you wouldn't believe it, <laughs> and they found me. And they found me on the ground and now i will show you something for barbiturates, when you take barbiturates, then it does something to your body My that you goodness that, uh, the, the other. they found me like that and it was kind of yeah uh, i was you... already weakened
0: you know is that why you have the bruised there?
1: uh well from uh, um, from uh, that's because I probably was. I've been two days. Nobody knows how many days ah, I have been on the floor. I see, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: I had these ones. And then
0: they took you to the hospital.
1: To the hospital, I came through and it was even worse. They
0: pumped out your stomach. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, yeah and I, had, I had vomited. Ah, that had also saved my life. I see. These two things. Yeah. Um, and um, they took me to the hospital. And there I woke up, and it was even worse. If you don't want to live, and then they bring you back to life. Mm. So I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to. They forced me to eat. Didn't want to, to put my clothes on, to speak nothing. So I was transferred to a psychiatric hospital. And in those days, it still exists. They didn't know what to do with me. I I've refused everything. Then they put me in an isolation room. An isolation room, have you heard mm. in the, in the hospital? Yes. And and they put you on a bed, uh, on a bed, flat. They tie you, they tie you on it. Goodness. And you can't see. You see, uh, uh, what's it? The ceiling, but bubble glass.
2: Mm.
1: Nothing, you know. You see nothing. You hear nothing. Yes. They will come, but they will not speak to you. But they will just, if you need to go, uh, so some things, you know. And I was, uh, I had a drip for me, uh, and I even could get the drip out because I didn't want to live, you know, mm. the drip out. No, no, you know. And then something happened, and it's again to do with this freedom my no changed in a total yes that must have happened
0: your what changed
1: my no changed What's your no no t- against god you know uh, uh, no against god I see. no against life mm-hmm. yeah? it changed in a yes oh. and when the nurses came they see immediately that i was making eye contact again oh. so and then they took me immediately out of the and i remember still i was uh, put in the in the garden immediately, and with other patients, you know, and the peace was enormous, the mm. peace, a bit the same as the peace I described here. And I could see things again, and I could hear things, mm. but I couldn't, uh, it's only afterwards that I said the no changed uh, in, in the yes.
0: Mm. And how and then, were you at that time? Uh, I was, uh, How old were you? Uh,
1: that was uh, uh, 22, or 22. twenty-three, Yeah. And then in that hospital, it was a Catholic hospital, uh, some elderly lady wanted to, in the beginning you can't go out, but an elderly lady wanted to go out and I went with her and she wanted to go in a church and I said, go now, we we'll go in it, you know. And there I saw the Stations of the Cross. Mm. And I said, well, this one was also, like me, was on a bed, you know, was uh, tied Mm. on a bed. Mm. And then, after the Stations of God, what happened? And I knew it was the Resurrection. Mm. I thought I had to go back to my faith. So I went to to Mass, and... uh, and I remember in the Mass, the first, uh, what struck me most of all was when I'm not worthy to receive you, mm. you know what you say just before communion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I went to communion, I've never been to, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then uh, there was a poster there with um, an advertisement for young people, for kind of uh, uh, coming together and uh, in nature, something. I, I read it like that. Mm. And I went there and it was a retreat, a vocations retreat. Mm. It's it's unbelievable. the co- Apparent uh, coincidence. The prophet, yes, it's already got working, mm. the providence. And,
2: yeah.
1: mm. and from there, they picked me up and I still had these wounds. I had kind of... <laughs> mm. <laughs> there they picked me up and uh, and from there i went to live in leuven louva mm. louva in belgium the mm-hmm. university mm-hmm. city and uh, i got spiritual direction then from a jesuit oh, uh, I see. and then from there yeah.
2: right.
1: but then it took as you say it took years before i was feeling really better mm. some eight years old, yeah. mm-hmm. But maybe, there, too, you see this problem of freedom, you know,
0: mm, kind of, mm, got God who works. Yeah. Mm. It's a paradox, isn't it, that we know that we have freedom, God yeah. has given us free will, yeah. and yet we also know that nothing happens without it being willed by him. Yeah. So we have to bring together these two, yeah. I mean, Meister yeah. Eckhart, I think, calls it the, and even before him, Dionysius, the coincidentia, Oppositorum, yeah. the bringing yeah. together of two total contradictions, apparent yeah. contradictions, but you have to bring them together yeah. and it can only be done through the knowledge of the heart. Yeah. The mind can't do it. Mm-hmm. No. Anne marie one other question I had for you, and we are now on 23 minutes, so I don't want to tire you out too much. Um, the other question I had was this. Well, no, I have two more questions, if that's Mm -hmm. all right. You mentioned in the letter that you had an obsession, that you kept on seeing yourself putting a knife into somebody, and that the more you tried to kill this person, the less he would die. Mm -hmm. And then you write, I have understood the real meaning of what happened on the cross and the resurrection. You cannot kill someone who is giving his life. He is the eternal victor, love that gives itself totally to the end of physical death. On this, death has no power. In this, the power of death is broken. Jesus says, John chapter 10, verse 38, My life, nobody takes it away from me. I give it. So, would you like to comment on that a little bit for us?
1: Yeah, that was, um, these are other stories uh, that I would have to explain how I came came to these obsessions, but that's no, uh, that doesn't matter now. But in these obsessions it was someone I wanted to kill, but he was loving totally. Really? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, now and that didn't come that's, across. That's, uh,
1: yeah, ah. yeah, I wrote this, film and that's the main point. So he
0: was loving towards you, yeah, yes. and you just kept trying to kill him.
1: Yeah, but, and, yeah, and that, that was in the obsessions that, that that I realized you couldn't kill him. you know?
0: so this was really a vision of jesus and that you well, were it
1: wasn't really jesus but it just explained how mm-hmm. uh, jesus too you cannot kill someone who gives himself
0: uh, yeah who gives himself to you totally. lovingly yeah. and even if you try and kill him he represented this person yeah. that you were trying to kill was a symbol of yes. the love that jesus christ yeah. gives everybody and you're trying is it similar uh, you know, Mel Gibson, he did that film, The Passion, have you seen it? Uh, no. No. You, have you heard about it?
2: Yeah,
0: it was a very powerful film, yeah, and yeah. I saw it with my wife, and we we were yeah. very, very moved by it. Mm-hmm. And apparently Mel Gibson only put himself in the film mm-hmm. at one point, and that is that his were the hands that were nailing Jesus to the cross. Yeah. He didn't appear in the film with his face, only his hands. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to give a message. He said, This is me yeah. acknowledging that I am among yeah. this yeah. sinful humanity. We are all responsible for hammering the nails mm-hmm. into the cross. That's it's a powerful statement. So, in a way, your dream is a bit like that yes, it is, yeah. that you're trying to kill this yeah. loving person. Mm-hmm through whom god is trying to save you by means of that love you try to kill but that love is more powerful than your effort to destroy So the creativity of love prevails over the destructiveness of death and as you say beautifully um in on this death has no power in this the power of death is broken very very Wonderful words. But can you just say again,
2: um,
0: um, how you understand the crucifixion? Mm -hmm. How do you understand the the real essence of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ?
1: Uh, uh, That it was Jesus who gave himself on the cross for the world, to save the world, and that in his total giving of himself. he couldn't be killed, and he kind of rose out of that, yeah. You know?
0: So and his death was only an appearance for three days. It's, it's
1: not It's not an appearance. He was, really, that's a very difficult thing, you know, yeah. yeah
0: because that's what the Gnostics do, yeah, yes. it was only an appearance. Yeah,
1: no, he was really dead, but he couldn't stay that, you know. and And they say, especially in the Orthodox Church, he went to hell.
2: Right.
1: Uh, he went to hell. But to hell—that is to go in the deepest uh, regions of sin, mm. to a kind of to to transform all that into uh, into into love, into something positive. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. This is what they call the harrowing of hell, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yes. Harrowing of hell.
1: But he was really that, because otherwise you go uh, yeah. on sideways. The Gnostic <laughs> Manichaean
0: yes, heresy. Yes, and yeah, and, of course.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And the Trinity, how do you understand the meaning of the Trinity?
1: Uh, as i said, that uh, for me, the Trinity is a, is a happening. I see. A happening. And that's uh, in my prayer here. Uh, uh, when I sit here. I see between brackets because you, you you I don't see anything, but you that's the only way you can say I see a, a happening, and what I see happening is the that giving of the Father giving himself to the Son and the Son giving himself back. And that's where the third person of the, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit is the is the one who, who, who is in the middle of this kind of. Ah, yeah. yeah I've never so, and I see a, a happening. And that's happened. why I can sit here for an hour and I can be here. I've never ex- been able to explain that except to you. <laughs> I've been sitting here, I can sit here 38 years and never be bored, you know. And that was amazed people, you know, because if you would look at the Trinity as a thing, you, you get you get bored after t- two minutes, you know. But a happening is something different. Mm. You
2: know?
1: That's one. That goes on and on eternally, you know. Mm. But that only happens if you you have to lose yourself from uh, from the world, really, mm. and, and especially from all kinds of evil things. Mm. And that's a very difficult thing. Mm. In a way, then you have to be again between brackets what they call pure. Mm-hmm. In a lot of religions, they will mm-hmm. speak about purity before you can meet or find God. You know? mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. and then there is there is uh, I cannot uh, I testify there is there is an evil one also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what then? It's called the devil, you know. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And uh, he can uh, interfere too. uh. But where this one is kind of originally coming from? The Catholic faith says that it was uh, the first one who was um, created by God and who immediately say no to God. I I don't uh, go with you and. a fallen angel mm. kind of, yeah. lucifer lucifer yeah. and
0: his uh, emerald falls out of his uh, third eye area yeah. and they, there is some symbolism in in catholic i've i've heard this in the explanation of the cathedral architecture that uh-huh. the freemasons had put the uh, a, a a a gap where there should be an emerald stone yeah in the very middle of the cathedral underground in the vault ah. and that this signifies the fallen huh? jewel the emerald from yeah. lucifer when he fell from grace yeah. and this emerald fell and they have an empty place for it and they say that when jesus harrows hell yeah and redeems everybody if, even lucifer yeah. will be redeemed yes yeah, yeah. Do you do you let's believe? say i
1: uh, too yeah. And the Syriac Fathers uh, say that Syriac Fathers are, are very much uh, into that.
0: Yeah. I see. Yeah. Well, thank you, Anne-Marie. I've really learned something because I've spent a lot of time looking at different theories of the Trinity.
2: Yeah.
0: Meister Eckhart, Thomas yeah. Aquinas, Bonaventura, Saint Francis of Assisi. I looked at them yeah. trying to get an angle to help Muslims understand yeah. this doctrine yeah. with respect. And not dismiss it, because
2: yeah.
0: you know, the overwhelming majority of Muslims reject the Trinity, yes they reject the crucifixion, yeah. they reject the incarnation,, yes. and they don't read the Quran properly because the Quran gives you clues yeah. Yeah. to the higher metaphysical meaning
2: uh-huh. of
0: these mysteries, yeah. uh, and what you've told me today is something I haven't heard before, mm-hmm. which is that the mutual giving yeah. Of the Father and the Son is what constitutes the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is this mutual giving between the Father and the Son.
1: And that the Trinity is a happening.
0: A happening. That's the key thing. A happening.
1: And it's an experience of life. I should kind of tell my life where I experienced that. Please. that's a bit too long long. we'll do that if
0: you want (laughs) another time yeah yeah all right well i'm very grateful anne-marie this has been such a great conversation